This podcast is protected under the laws of the United States and other countries. Unauthorized duplication, distribution, or exhibition may result in civil liability, criminal prosecution, and the wrath of the tall man. <laughs> Boy! Thanks for checking out 90 for Chill, the podcast with Cat Bus Russ. This is Cat Bus Russ, and I don't really have a context disclaimer warning on this one. This is just going to be a double feature of Nicolas Cage pictures from the current decade the 2020s so the worst thing that could happen is i will do a lot more complaining about the movie theaters in champaign urbana and savoy am i gonna have to really drive the bloomington to catch new movies that's where i'm at so hope you enjoy the show and as i say how can you not be curious about what nicholas cage has been doing lately Little hands says it's time to rock and roll. Bring the noise. Thank you again for checking out 90 for Chill the podcast. This is your host, Cat Bus Russ, of course. If you want to get your Amazon Echo or Google Nest device to fill your home with my dulcet tones, ask it to play. 90 for chill the podcast and that should get you somewhere i don't know it's a amazon echo wants 90 for chill the podcast google nest 90 for chill the podcast with cat bus russ look i'm just trying to get rid of the pod bean stuff so if you guys just follow the with cat bus russ feed that'll do me best uh, so otherwise uh not much new this week. I mean, it was a pretty uh, fulfilling weekend, I would say. I've got to uh, watch a lot of movies, which, you know, when you work two jobs and you only have a day and a half free on your weekends, you got to appreciate it when you succeed with that. Now, granted, I had to go and deal with a crappy situation uh, once again with the Champaign-Urbana movie theaters. I really wanted to do Redfield for this podcast, as I said, but... When you know they canceled the show last night, no warning, Fandango sucks, that's all I'm going to say. And um, But I did get that movie watched today using my emergency ticket at Savoy, so at least they recognized that. Didn't recognize that I was sitting in the theater for five minutes before they started playing anything, but again, I digress. So, otherwise, uh, we're, next week's going to be big, I'm going to have... Uh, Andrew Titi, the Couchman Bakes, on the show to talk about Deadpool. This week, the double feature is going to be just as crazy. We'll do the unbearable weight of massive talent and jujitsu. I mean, how could you not resist a $5 iTunes purchase of Nicolas Cage in a movie called Jujitsu? Did I regret it, though? We'll find out. Thanks for coming to 90 for Chill, the podcast. What's the worry here, Nick? You've lost some of your talent as an actor? No. <laughs> what did he say? He says he loves you, but he went in a different direction. I'm done. I'm quitting acting. Oh, man, I'm driving through the hills. I'm sorry. One more time. We got another offer. It's a million bucks. It's to attend a wealthy gentleman's birthday party. The guy that owns this house, what's his name? Javi. Javi. Mr. Cage. Excuse me. Is Javi going to want me to uh, 
you know. I'm not sure I understand. Look, it's Harvey. I am Javier. Nick Cage. God, this place is stunning. What is your favorite movie? That's one of those questions that's impossible to answer. You can't just limit it to one. Imagine me and you. I do. Is it too much? Okay. Is this supposed to be me? It's grotesque. I'll give you 20,000 for I'm in position. I think that's the actor Nick Cage. Nick Cage? I love you. Have you seen Croods 2? I'm 44 years old. Why would I see Croods 2? I've seen Face Off and Con Air. What do you guys want? We're with Central Intelligence. Do you know who you're spending time with? One of the most ruthless men on the face of this planet. I need you to help the U.S. government. Find a way into that room, Nick. I can see myself doing more of this stuff. I think I might have a real gift for it. Good, because we got another mission for you. No, 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 no. Your friend is working for the U.S. government. Don't lie to me. Are those my golden guns? They're my golden guns. I don't want to kill you. You're the last person I want to kill. I love you. I love you. I'm Nick and I've just concluded watching The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent with Nicolas Cage, starring as Nicolas Cage, where it's basically him trying to get his importance back up there after failing to score a role as a Boston mobster. Decent Boston accent. I mean, the guy said that, well, I mean, it's spoken of so much as thespianism over acting. So uh, he takes a gig from his agent, played by Neil Patrick Harris, to do a birthday party for a suspected criminal mastermind in Spain played by uh, Pedro Pascal and is influenced by Tiffany Haddish to infiltrate and rescue a kidnapped Catalonian president's daughter. So that's the plot. Uh, it comes This one really plays it up for the laughs, I would say. Never takes itself too seriously. So when I think back of this movie just keeps making me think back onto JCVD, the Jean-Claude Van Damme action comedy, which I would say leans a little more on the action uh, about him getting stuck in a hostage situation and trying to work through a divorce at the same time. It's um, But I think that one is a little more sincere. Uh, but... Uh, there, you know, it's it's totally a different experience with a actor who doesn't re- was never really an actor compared to Nicholas Cage. And as I say, this is pretty much a straight up comedy, a little bit of drama, but not too much. Um, shot very well. The script is great, uh, and just sometimes things kind of seem a little forced in it, like Nicholas Cage's. Tyler Durden moments with Nick Cage or 
Nick F A Whoa Cage. Um so I don't say like that's I mean it's just really like tells you don't take this movie too seriously. Which I think since we don't really take uh Nicolas Cage movies that seriously anyhow I think it just really nails everything down. So it's a fun watch. Uh, Pedro Pascal is awesome in it. As like, basically, you know, he's doing his uh, Spanish accent, his Oberyn Martel, and it's like just fun to see that kind of character, which I think you kind of expect to just be, you know, fun loving. So. I mean, it's definitely worth your time, I think, to check out if you're a Nicolas Cage fan. And if you wonder what Nicolas Cage is all about, I think this movie really puts you in that place. Um, so yeah, it's uh, definitely worth some time. As I say, um, really makes me want to go and watch uh, JVC, JCVD again, just to see if sincerity in the story, uh, how important that is in this type of film. So I guess you'd say it kind of gives you that mockumentary vibe, which I don't think you get from JCVD. So that's just really it. Do you want uh, something that feels from the heart or just something that is just making sure you know Nicolas Cage is back, not that he ever left? Hold on to your butts. I know I said in the introduction that... Fandango sucks, but it is good for trailers. As I say, if I'm going to the internet to use Fandango, it's got nothing to do with prepaying for a movie in a town of, gosh, what, 100,000 at best? You know what I don't understand? How the hell are you still alive? Must have been a pretty bad fool. Comet you see in the sky right now passes over the earth every six years and causes a portal. But when it's open, we get a visitor from a distant galaxy. The poet warrior in the sci-fi sense. The spaceman. And he comes here looking for a fight with you. The chosen jujitsu. If he doesn't get it, he stays and he kills everything. That is alien politics 5 through 15. Now you are all the chosen jiu-jitsu fighters. But as long as you die bravely, no one else will have to. He's crazy, like me. There's no honor in killing crazy. I can fly too. So, Jiu-Jitsu from 2020, uh, starring Elaine Moussi from the Kickboxer Reboot ser- Series, uh, Kickboxer Resurgence, and Kickboxer Vengeance, 
which I think were a bunch of couple of fun films. Definitely really got it. I mean, you got Christopher Lambert in a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. I mean, that sells itself. This movie's selling point is Tony Jaw and Nicolas Cage in this feature. So if you want to see Nicolas Cage fight an alien, you know, it. if it's on Tubi, definitely worth a watch. But it's a really uh, weird story. It's basically, let's take Alien versus Predator with the concept that the Predators created our society so they could basically have Xenomorph hunts. Well, in this one, the alien comes six years, every six years when a comet passes through, and he wants to fight nine uh, great warriors and defeat them all. And then he'll go back to the portal and come back in another six. And Alan Mousset is the chosen one. And he's, but is he quite ready for it? And it's up to the other eight fighters and Nicolas Cage to get him in fighting shape. Now this is just, I don't know. It's such a fascinating, you definitely don't do this, but maybe you can do that when it comes to direction by Dimitri Logothetis. This film was shot in Cyprus, so... Uh, that uh, it's about as Greek as I'm going to get with that. So, um, like, you have some great fight scenes, which is weird direction, though. And to its credit, the fighting is almost constant. So it could get boring because it's not necessarily exciting. You know what results are going to be. Every dramatic element is just so generic. It doesn't really impress you, but, and the CG effects, like the main alien is great, but yeah, it's just over the top, cheap looking. I'm trying to figure out where the 25 million went in this budget. The names, I mean, I can't believe, I can't think Nicolas Cage, the amount he works is making more than, you know, low seven figures frank grillo might get a million and his supporting role tony john might be worth a, a cool five but everybody else now this is something that's uh pretty cheap and um when it comes to so cheap that they use comic book style panels like in a really cheap movie that i loved uh called hellbinders with ray park um that the Basically, oh, well, we're going to transition. And in Hellbinders, they make it like a framing device, trying to make you really feel like it's a comic book. Here, it's like, oh, we're going to show comic frames, basically, to show the stuff we just didn't have time to shoot. Now, this was filmed in 2020. Okay, COVID. Yeah, I can understand restrictions. But that would also suggest this is probably closer to a two-hour movie. And... Oh gosh, that would be unwatchable. Just uh, how boring, how just repetitive the feature gets. Uh, so it's just a night. I mean, Nicolas Cage is Nicolas Caging it. So for the fans of him, it's definitely worth a viewing. I mean, um, and you know, it's t until I get kick Kickboxer Armageddon, which is supposed to be the third feature in that franchise. 
which is probably going to be directed again by um, Dimitri, what have you. Sorry, the uh, screensaver just kicked on my Apple TV. Um, But again, I like Kickboxer. I like the first two. And he directed the second one, which isn't as good as the first one. But again, I mean, that one has Mike Tyson, Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, Christopher Lambert. I mean, it's just so crazy how they're trying to keep that franchise going it's worth trying to see where that one ends so it's like i guess kind of the anti-halloween reboot where the first movie was great and then we're just hoping for something cool in the next two and we just get leave pissed so at least in this franchise oh you know alan Musset versus the mountain i mean that's your main event and yeah, it works out pretty good for that one. This one, it's kind of like if the Predator fought fair or if the Predator was fighting martial artists. Like, this could be something so much better. Um, definitely needs to be in better hands. But it wants some of the action in weird direction. It, there's a great, like, one shot where you see Tony Jaw kick a bunch of American soldiers' butts, hooks up with our Alan Musay, and then... They're both fighting, and it looks like at points it's from Musset's uh, point of view. So, like, it was very much like uh, Hardcore Henry. And then at other point, but then it suddenly pulls away, and oh, okay, so we got somebody, like, is Yoda riding the back of Alan Musset, and he just gets dropped off every now and then? So it's just a weird feature to watch. So I guess for action and filmmaking fans, there's something to get out of this besides for Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Caging it up. So not what, how I wanted to end this podcast. I really wanted to talk about Renfield. Thank you. Uh, everything that could possibly screw up. I will not supposed support Fandango, uh, as much as I can. Well, I mean, until we get star Wars movies again and I need those pre-orders, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I imagine, Savoy canceled it because nobody ordered tickets online. It's like, if I'm going to go online, it's to watch something affordable. And never mind the fact I was using my emergency tickets from when they screwed up. And you could say, well, there's a power surge or a power edge. It doesn't matter. It's like, you can't keep batting, having like champagne cinema. It's Murphy's Law. Something that will go wrong can go wrong. Gosh, we need the art theater back desperately. I mean, yeah, it's uh, never going to be the highest quality equipment, but at least you know they're not going. They're going to put their best effort in. So that's how my night has ended. Very long. I'm going to have an intro. I still got to record, but it's just after one. So thank you phoenix theaters in savoy and thank you amc and champagne for just making awful theater experiences and you know it's really bad though for savoy if i can't even get into the cinema so that is 90 for chill the podcast this week so uh as always rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast apps five star reviews preferably list all your bloody criticisms in those reviews and i will take heed I'm doing my best to improve. I got some good feedback from my podcast 
with uh, Nick from In Love With Movies saying that I kind of might be actually correcting what wasn't there in the, or what I was doing wrong, I should say, in Gold Diggers of 1933. Um, Gold Diggers of 1933. So uh, if you want to be on the show, send an email to rustthebus07 at gmail.com. That's R-U-S-S-T-H-E-B-U-S-0-7 at gmail.com. Offer me a movie, a director, a theme, an actor. Just try to focus on sub-100-minute material. Come on, let's find an actor that we can use to get to Milo's foreman. That's that's a major thing. Next week, we're going to have Andrew T.D. on to talk about Deadpool and a feature that we are doing just because of the Castle Run. And I guess since Disney owns Marvel and Lucasfilms, we can apply it. So... Um, thanks again, more importantly, to Stacia Harden for keeping me motivated, keeping me going, and I hope uh, I'm still impressing her, and I hope she's hugging the shit out of Little Skimble, the one-eared angel. Uh, follow me on Letterboxd if you want to find out or get an idea of what might be on future episodes of 90 for Chill, the podcast. My username there is CM Darth, Cookie Monster Darth, Cool Movies Darth chick magnet darth so just think cm and star wars you'll get there follow me on twitter that's where you can do all the bitching about the show you'd like username is at catbus russ and i'm on mastodon as well russ stevens i'm sorry at russ stevens at mastodon.social so thanks again for coming to 90 for chill the podcast and we will be back next week can i hear a wahoo